You, monster, we've trekked a thousand miles across starless seas, blighted mires, and forests without end, all in seeking you to ask you a question. What are you looking for in an apartment? Would you be a good Cub Scout leader? Can I ride you, or would that be disrespectful? Should I invest in subterranean realty? Do you find it sexy when I T-pose and spin in a circle? Every episode of Finding Monster Right has us asking questions like these, about monsters from folklore, pop culture, and our own world. Join us as we meet alien allies, cryptic comrades, and friendly fiends. After all, it's not just a show about monsters, right? Right. Finding Monster Right. We found you, now you find us. That is adorable. Does Duncan ever slither through the hole of a donut and just hold it? Duncan has done untoward things to the donuts I provide my snakes for being good and quiet while recording. And I don't kink shame, but even I draw a line at donut porn. Hi, you're listening to The Gorgon Show, a podcast about being a monster in a human world. I'm your host, Penny Cephalonia, and I'm a Gorgon. We've had lots of amazing monsters on the show, a maybe human guest, but today we have our first god. Yeah, god that offers you a favor and you're not taking full advantage of that opportunity, Penny. Have you listened to anything I've taught you? I do listen, Forbes, and generally do the opposite of what you suggest. Favors from the gods are like favors from that passive-aggressive human friend who gets really pissy if you don't say thank you loudly and often on social media. It's not like picking up some hummus since they were going to the store anyway with some kind of traumatic experience. That took a turn. Yes, it did. Sorry. What I mean, Forbes, is that favors from the gods come with a price, even if that god has a really wonderful voice. Sometimes that price is too high to pay. Don't the humans ask their gods for favors all the time? Sometimes in musical form, which is very nice. I love Handel's Messiah Give Me Stuff. It's a beautiful piece of music. I don't think it's called... It, it's just called Handel's Messiah, Johan. But it is a nice piece of music. How do humans ask their gods for stuff, actually? You know, I want to know. Like, we can actually see our gods... Can go get a coffee with them, shake them down for stuff. I've been told that the humans pray, Forbes. What? They pray on their gods like they hunt them down even though they can't see them? No, 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 pray with an A. It's like kissing the gods' butt a little then asking them for stuff in a kind of poetic way. I, I think I might be getting that wrong. I'll ask a human friend next time I see one. Ooh, if we pray to them, can we get stuff? I, I think we have to work for what we want, Forbes. And one of the ways we do that is promote one of our fabulous sponsors, which I'm going to do right now. It's hard to love the skin you're in if your scales are dry, or your paw pads need moisturizing, or your removable head needs an exfoliant treatment. That's why the Fang Fur Face Beauty Subscription Box has plans for all monsters. Choose your plan and get a monthly collection of the beauty products you need from the brands you know and love. Fang Fur Face offers exclusive products from Furry Owl, because werewolves are worth it. Mummy Lean, maybe she died with it, maybe it's Mummy Lean. And Witchy, Bitchy, Beautiful Coven Girl. Not sure what to get? Fang Fur Face has boxes for monsters with scales, 
water monsters, rock and clay monsters, and more. Each box is thoughtfully curated and customized for you. Vampires always get sunblock in their boxes, and gorgons like me get products for their human skin and for their snake scales. So sign up today and love the skin you're in, even if it's not your original skin, with products from Fang Fur Face Beauty Subscription Box Service. Please welcome our guest, Anansi. Welcome to The Gorgon Show. Thank you for being here. I am so happy to be here. Hello, world. Oh, oh, I, I rather like your voice. I try not to be prejudiced towards my guests, but ooh, ooh, that made me tingly. <laughs> so, ooh, ooh. I do and so a- appreciate that, Penny. But please continue. Oh, oh, goodness, no, I'm just going to let you talk the rest. My no, goodness. no, please, there will be plenty of time for me to speak later. For now, it's all your stage. Okay. Oh, this one's going to be a good one, listeners. Um, so speaking of our listeners, uh, let's let them know some answers to some very important questions. Are, are you a monster? Are you a god? <laughs> are you a trickster? Are you a spider person like in the comic books? Are you all of the above? Who, what is a Nancy? I have to say it depends entirely on who you ask. I have been called a monster. I've been called a god, and honestly, many have called me a hero. I just call myself the spider. Oh, yes, yeah, the spider part. I must confess, I am arachnophobic, which for listeners who don't know, that means I'm afraid of spiders. Very respectful (laughs) of them, but also terrified of them. Um, However, I am just going to be a professional. And look past that. I I hope you don't judge me too harshly. Yes, of course not. Be a professional, look past that, and don't look in the corner to your back left. Oh! And there will be no spider-related trauma. Okay, okay, I'm not turning around now for the rest of the week. Don't, no. Good idea. Oh, the week. Um, well, that's not quite what I meant, but whatever works for you. Okay, now, are are you afraid of snakes? Because, of course, I, I'm totally okay with that. Even though my snakes are not, they can cope. I have to say, I'm not afraid of much that came after me, and I am very, very old, so... Well, oh my goodness, I am both terrified of you and turned on. Okay. Now, Penny, I was just sipping my tea, and you almost made it get all over the desk here. You oh. wouldn't want to cause me to make a mess, would you? Oh my goodness, the last thing I want is for anyone to feel the need to sip tea and then spill it around me. I'm all I'm all for spilling the tea, but not for spilling the tea. <laughs> oh, I think I made a funny. Oh, I'm not quite that sure. Was, that was quite nice. That was very funny. Thank you. Do you see what I did there, listeners? Or did you hear what I did there? Ah, I am a professional podcaster. Amazing. <laughs> Anyway, so you you are whoever you want to be, and you seem very comfortable with how others view you, however that may be. So what if you could convince humans and monsters and even other gods, if you could convince them to feel a certain way about you, to think a certain way about you, what what would you want them to think about you? That is a very interesting question. The people who knew me best, the people who knew me first, were the Akan tribe of Africa. 
They didn't exactly worship me. They acknowledged my divine nature, but they thought of me as more of a cultural figure, folklore hero. It was all right. I, I liked the position. But times have changed. I am known all over the world. And I don't know that I am always thought of as consistently as I would like. I'm not evil. I existed before morality, and therefore some of my actions may be seen in lights that I did not intentionally um, intend them to be. How do I say this? I said I'm not evil, right? I, I said that part? Yes. That is my main point. Yes. Excellent. Then there's something I want the entire audience to know. Do you mind if I have a bit of a diatribe? You are a god of stories in, in many cultures, so I feel like this is definitely <laughs> on brand for you. Please, go for it. Oh, Penny, you understand. Thank you. Well, there have always been spiders. As long have stories have existed to tell and tricks have needed to be played, there have been spiders. And, you see, they all had to learn from someone. Before we were plural, there was me, singular, the spider. But I had my children and taught my lessons and told my stories. And my stories got around, you could say, found their ways across the world and into the hearts and minds and water supply of everyone on this planet. Back then, there was hardly anyone on this planet. But there was a listening ear or two, and that was enough. I told my stories, and they spread, and eventually, everyone else kind of showed up. Eventually, beings began to find my stories. Not everyone understood, but some found that my knowledge resonated with them. So, you may be tricked by a crow or coyote. You may meet a suave rabbit who offers you the world. And... On a foggy night as you walk alone, you might find yourself at a crossroads. Directly in the center will be a tall man in red and black. He'll challenge you to a game you couldn't possibly lose. <laughs> that trick, their tricks, were all mine first. Stories I've told, webs trailing back to me. Before them all, there was the spider. And now, every story, every con, every so-called prank, I feel them all. I hear them all. And they each extend my web. So, to you out there, listeners in the audience, just know that when you tell a story, that when you use my voice, that when you say my name, I can hear you. And I'm listening. You, you are probably a lot more fun at parties than Arachne. Arachne's kind of a bummer. I'm sorry, Arachne. Um, because of my Greek ancestry, I got to meet Arachne once. It was very hard to um, converse with her, but at least I didn't have to make eye contact with her because that would have turned her to stone. But since I was afraid of her, I didn't have to look at it. all worked out is what I'm saying. Um, but okay. Honestly, she was dull enough. Turning her to stone might have made her more interesting. Yeah, that's that's Athena's take on it, though honestly, it's like Athena. Oh, have you spoken to Athena? How is she? 
you know what? It's been a very, very, very long time. And well, uh, she fair. is a little bit narcissistic when it comes to weaving. Um, however, Her and Narcissus. I have a feeling. Yes. Right, right, you know what? I got to say, shout out to my Greek ancestry for giving us so many fun <laughs> words about narcissists. But I got to say, I don't think she could compete with you. In regards to weaving oh. stories or tapestries of any kind, that is that is magnificent. How could anyone think you are evil? I know. How could they possibly? After all, have you seen this smile? Have you seen this face? I'm entirely malevolent. I mean, well, what is the what is the word? I'm usually much better with words. What is the opposite of evil? Um, good. No, not that. Benevolent. Um, there we go. Benevolent, benevolent with the B at the beginning. Benevolent, not malevolent. There. Benevolent, the, not malevolent. The, I'll remember it. Eventually. I'm not sure if you're tricking me right now or not, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> they always do. So, so tell our listeners, um, what's a day in your life like? You know, just what's an mm. average day for a Nancy trickster god of spiders? All of the spiders. Oh. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, the spider interpretation is not the interpretation that I, this iteration of myself, adhere to as closely as some earlier. So I do not wake up in a den of spiders, deconstruct myself from several thousands, uh, walk out into the world and then begin spreading brown recluses everywhere I go. I don't do that. That um, That is more chaos than I generally want to sow on any given day. Instead, I rise in my condo in Miami. I get into the elevator and go to the closest farmer's market. And I begin spreading my web. I talk to Sherry on the corner. I talk to Neil selling the mangoes. I talk to Esteban and, oh, oh Esteban always has something interesting to say. And I just spread my influence and really connect with the community. Because for each person I speak to, I hear who they speak to and on and on. And I learn, I learn a lot in any given day. So I'm just telling stories and hearing stories. And of course, enjoying those mangoes. Ooh, mangoes. I do love to start my day with a good cup of coffee at my local cafe. I don't know any Estebans, however, but I feel like I need some in my life. So when you're oh, talking you about... Do. Oh, 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 yes, I do want to hear more about Esteban. But tell me, when you're talking about spreading webs, are you talking metaphorically, literally, or are you just going to leave our listeners, um, pardon the pun, hanging? <laughs> I will pardon that pun. That was a quality pun. Quality pun. I, if it makes you feel any better. It is entirely a metaphor. Well, hmm, what is the word for something that is metaphysically literal, but metaphorically accurate? Um, well, either way, hmm. I am not literally physically attaching webs to people. I am using empathy and psychometry to link myself to each person on the astral plane, but no actual physical silk webs. Okay, I think the word for that is complicated. Okay. So so how does Esteban feel all about this? Esteban, I hope you're listening. We love you already. Oh, Esteban listens to podcasts exclusively. I forgot to mention, Esteban doesn't have any eyes, so you all might get along very well. 
Oh, oh, yes, my roommate Sybil maybe even knows Esteban. Maybe we'll do a horoscope just for Esteban and the mangoes. Hmm, but that'll be later, listeners. Oh, yes. You have quite a nice voice. I'm sure Esteban would enjoy listening to you, too. We should have a listening party. Oh, that would be delightful as long as I didn't make eye contact with anyone. Okay. Um, <laughs> so these are humans that you interact with, is that correct? Oh, yes. Like humans are very interesting. Yes, I I agree. I am still to this day very much like that that Ariel character in the Little Mermaid. I I am just very interested in all things human. Um, Just make sure you keep your legs. Right. Oh, oh, I need my legs to be able to run away from all those statues that keep popping up around me. I don't know why. How does that happen? <laughs> um, anyway, so say? you do interact with humans. Do you interact with um, other monsters or even other deities of your kind? Do you have conversations with spiders? Who else do you interact with on a daily basis? Because I've been around so long, you could say that I have very many relationships some of them more beneficial than others and so i have very many very good friends and a lot of what some might call enemies and even more honestly mostly what most would call frenemies oh i have a story with everyone i have an interaction with everyone and when you've been around as long as i have some of them are great some of them i would rather leave in the back of the pile of stories, but they might be at the forefront of someone else's mind, if that makes sense. It, it actually does. I'm kind of frenemies with my roommate, Sybil. I'm very appreciative of the fact that she lets me use her closet to record. However, I'm not so thrilled with the fact that she's kind of, you know, weaseled her way into my podcast as payment for this, even though I pay rent, Sybil. Hmm. <clears throat> But, Sounds like you could use with a uh, bit of trickery on your side. Oh, oh, I would never ask for something like that directly. Goodness, no. <clears throat> um, a, on a completely unrelated note, would you happen to know if Sybil has any major allergies, Sybil's schedule, and where Sybil spends most of her time? Um. Because Penny, um, we're friends now. I would love to do you a favor. Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, no. That's like accepting food from the Fae. I think I think I may have <laughs> oh, overstepped. Oh, so you wonder. No, 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 Penny. Although I, <laughs> I admire your caution. That's wise. Um, I don't believe she's allergic to anything because she just will crush up anything and smoke it to get visions from oh. the gods. Um, oh, I've been going about this all wrong. Sybil and I would be great friends. Yes, yes. I, I really can't wait for you to meet her, the <laughs> Gorgon said sarcastically. <laughs> no, Actually, rent is very expensive in this town. So you know what? Oh. I need to set my pettiness aside. The rent is too damn high, as some humans say. So getting back to uh, humans, um, have, well, I, I actually know the answer to this, but I, I was wondering if you were aware of some of the ways that you have been depicted in movies, television, hmm. in books, and how you feel about the way humans have told your story. I'm glad you asked. And it's actually kind of funny because... 
As I've said, I've been around a very long time, which means I've had time to explore myself in a lot of different ways. A lot of iterations, you could say. So for a time, I was far more of a trickster. And for a time, I was far more... Some people today might call evil. Sometimes I've been a protagonist, sometimes an antagonist, sometimes a villain, sometimes a hero. And so I feel like I've been so many versions of myself that when someone shows it in media, I'm kind of being reminded of a time long past. For example, in the early 2000s, there was a cartoon called Static Shock about, about a young kid named Virgil who gets electromagnetic powers, which by the way, when that happens to you, don't search out Zeus. Even if he is your dad, he's not going to help you. Yeah, don't. Anyway. Zeus is kind of no, a dick. No, we, we can all agree on this point. Zeus is the worst. <clears throat> anyway, so a young kid gets electromagnetic powers, and in one of his episodes, he meets a hero named Anansi. And Anansi has illusion powers and empathic powers, a little bit of telepathy, a little bit of this and that. And it was very, very interesting seeing this person swinging around on webs, saving lives, wearing my face. Of course, I don't quite do the same thing they do, and this Anansi never asked for a price, but we had enough similarities that I approved. Oh, that... Likewise in American Gods. Oh, please continue. Oh, I was just going to say that's really wonderful to hear. I, I'm a fan of comic books, and, and I go to <laughs> comic book conventions because I can cosplay and not have to stare at people directly because no one looks at anyone else at comic book conventions. And I have to say I was, <laughs> I was lucky enough oh. once to meet Dwayne McDuffie, the creator of the Static Shock comic book character. And and I must say, um, he was quite delightful and and he is missed. Wow. But also the cartoon oh is was was really wonderful to watch. Um so oh yeah, so uh you are also familiar with Neil Gaiman's portrayal of of you. Oh yes, Mr. Nancy. I haven't seen the show, but I've read the book and I also approve. Though that does remind me of something I've been meaning to say. We all evolve, right? I've mentioned my prior iterations. And normally when I hear stories about Anansi, I hear Mr. Anansi or Anansi the man. Anansi was more violent and more toxic and more different at past points in Anansi's life. And as we all evolve and learn about new topics that even the humans were able to teach us, I've been hearing more about gender identity and how gender is just one of the constructs that we kind of created to help split people up into categories that make it easier to sort them. And I existed before those categories, but still fell prey to them. It felt odd in the moment, but I don't feel like I really examined that. So for now, you can still call past Anansi a man or he, and considering how time works for you, that will be most of the Anansis you have met. But there are others, and not all of them are constrained to gender as you understand it, I believe, now. So so what would your pronouns be, as the humans would ask? Um, right now, I'm using she, her. It feels right. It feels nice. That's, that's wonderful. Um, something I think humans could learn from us monsters is that, well, maybe because we are maligned by my many humans and, and human societies, unfortunately. 
we mm-hmm. do have a, well, we're a little freer about identifying ourselves because no matter what, the humans, mm. some of them, are always going to think we're monsters. So fuck them. We're going to say who we are and be who we are. I feel like you understand that. Penny, I'm going to need you to do something for me. Oh, what? Just say fuck them one more time. Fuck them. Fuck them right in the ear. (laughs) Oh, Penny, let me know if you ever need anything. You've got one free favor. Oh, that is wonderful. And seriously, I'm terrified. I'm going to be very, very careful about what I wish for. Because I feel like um, it might not work out the way I intend. But I said free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there ain't nothing free in this world, some of my human friends have been heard to say. And you know what? Wise friends. Yes. I, I, I think any humans who are okay with hanging out with monsters and not judgmental are pretty mm. good friends to have. That I can agree with. Heck, some of my human friends are a lot more open-minded than some of my monster friends. Seriously, get it together, vampires. Mm. Goodness. I finished American Gods, and it was so good. I enjoyed it so much. That story filled me up so much that I did not have to spread webs for months. And yet, I started Anansi Boys, and it... It touched something in me that made it difficult to keep reading it. I got a chapter in, and I identified with this hapless young hero, and I stopped. You know it has to be a good story to make Anansi stop reading. That, that is, that is delightful. It's hit or miss how Gorgons are depicted in human fiction sometimes. Clash of the Titans, that oh, just... Oh, I, dear. Oh, yeah, that Free one. Harryhausen, such a genius stop-motion animator, but, oh, oh. A little problematic. Oh, the, the way Medusa was portrayed just, oh, oh, it just makes I'm me so mad. That. Not the best story. No, yeah. no, no. So I'll I'm, give you that. I'm quite happy to hear that, well, Neil Gaiman, who is one of my favorite human writers, um, He's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Him, Sean, and McGuire. Just there's so many wonderful human writers out there. Um, I'm very glad to hear that, well, he, he did you a solid. I found, I did read all of Anansi Boys and, and American Gods. I really enjoyed that novel. But I found Anansi Boys to be, well, just a tighter book. I, it, tighter as in it was just the, the, mm. the pacing I just thought was much improved over American Gods. And it's one of my favorite Neil Gaiman oh books to begin with. I recommend that, that you get past your feels and just dive into it. It's wonderful. I have so many feels, but if there's something... Right. If there's anything I love, it's a good book recommendation. So I'll give it another go. Yes, well, well, good luck with that. And as always, <laughs> it's okay to feel your feelings. But seriously, finish the book. Um, like, so in Anansi Boys, there's, there's a whole, well, family. Do you have... <sighs> family and if, if that's too too that. deep a question to ask my my apologies but you know who do you consider family no it's all right um well in some ways i in some ways i envy mr nancy from anansi boys he wasn't there for both of his sons um but he at least knew who they were and i will say that i have very 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 
very many descendants. And I would love to connect with them all. I would love to be in all of their lives, but it is literally infeasible. There are so many tricksters, so many con men, so many politicians, so many storytellers and actors and writers and painters, and I only know some of them. And it's depressing to try to spread myself thin and know them all. So every few decades, I meet a new one, and I really get to know them, and I become part of their lives and let them know who I am. But um, I've tried to connect with everyone I'm related to, and it feels like an exercise in futility. So when I feel a pull along the web, and I can tell that they need me, or that they have more affinity to stories than the average person, that they've discovered their power, I find them, and I help them. But not everyone. Not all of them. Well, of course not. Even old, immortal beings, there's only so many hours in a day. Mm-hmm. But that's wonderful of that course. you connect with who you can. It, it sounds like you can be a kind of benevolent muse to those you choose to benevolent. be amused to. Benevolent. Benevolent, not malevolent. Benevolent. Not, benevolent. That's right. Benevolent, not malevolent. Benevolent. The opposite of evil. Oh, that should be a the t-shirt. opposite of evil. Yeah. The opposite of evil. Benevolent, not malevolent. If I put it on a t-shirt, I'll be sure to remember to not. Yes. Um, Anyway. So, okay, um, this has been really, really delightful, but it's almost time to introduce you to my roommate, Sybil. But before ah. I let you go, I, I must ask you, what what does scare you? We talked a little bit before about your fears. You've lived a very long time. You've seen a lot of things to be afraid of. What What are your worst fears? Hmm. This is going to sound very strange considering everything I've said so far. Oh, I don't judge. I think the thing I fear the most is evil. Evil for evil's sake. Because, as I've said, I've been antagonistic. I have definitely hurt people. I've ruined lives, even. But above all, I'm a trickster. I'm a storyteller. There, there is balance to these things. It is never for no reason. and There is always a cost. But when I see people hurt others for no reason whatsoever, when it is not to feed themselves or to balance the universe or because their eldritch patron ordered them to do so, they're just causing harm for the sake of harm. That scares me because it cannot be predicted. I cannot look into the web of humanity and find exactly what they're going to do next. There's just malevolence, not benevolent. Ah, I almost got it. <laughs> There's just ma malevolence. So as much as I do love humans, and they've taught me a lot, I've seen humans that could teach monsters a thing or two about evil. And that, that scares me. You know, I'm with you on that. Even vampires, they're just trying to survive. They have to eat. Exactly. And you know, and you can't get blood at the Costco. I tried making it so that you could, but everyone thought it was more prank than reality. These things are hard to manipulate sometimes. That reminds me. One moment. Hello? Yes. Is it time? It wouldn't be an overthrow if you did just... How about this? 
We'll count to three and you'll push the button. One. You're doing great. Two. Fantastic. Yes. Yes, the button on your right. Three. There you go. One entire weapons cache gone. Was that so hard? Very good. Now you'll want to get out of there. Bye. Um, listeners, if you heard a big explosion of any kind, um, that was just coincidence. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, no, nothing, nothing doing. Okay, so, so, okay. I, I'm sure whatever you were doing there was for a very good reason. <laughs> no one can prove <laughs> anything. Um, I was here. You were here. Wink. I was here, and that's why I scheduled this. I mean, you scheduled this interview. Oh, hey, I have nothing to do with this, people, okay? You can't prove a thing. A and all those statues, totally not me. So, um, in, in this difficult time in the world, which I think you may have just made more difficult for some people um oh i made it easier for far more trust me okay i'll i'll take your word for it hee <laughs> um what, what gets you through difficult times my web and i'd like to say to everyone out there that you can all access the web too perhaps not in the same way but you're still reaching out you're still finding the humanity around you and finding comfort in it Sure, all I need to do is close my eyes, sink backward, and allow the astral plane to blossom within my mind. But you all can step outside and talk to your neighbor, go to your local library, and soak up the feeling of prior people in the books. Just connect with who you can, and that is how you can make your own personal world better. Humans and monsters are all just trying our best, and we're all connected, whether through a web or however you choose to connect. Oh, that's, that's lovely. Of course, it's remarkable nowadays that the humans have invented a literal web, an internet that connects them all. But you know what? I agree with you. There's no substitute for just actually meeting with someone face to face and connecting with them, though maybe not making eye contact. <clears throat> um, so <laughs> perhaps not. Before I bring in my roommate, who I really don't want anything bad to happen to, ahem, <clears throat> Right. Right. Um, what advice would you give your fellow monsters, your fellow gods, and, and what advice would you give humans? If it ever feels like you're losing control, if it ever feels like people are taking advantage of you, and like they know how to manipulate you, remember, they are human too. Or monster. They have the same stress points as you do. And while it may seem like they are taking advantage of you, everybody has a weakness. And this is not to say to do harm, but if you feel like harm is being done to you, there's a very easy way to fix that. There always is. You just have to find it. Yeah, if they're trying to kill you, you kill them right back. That's fine. Exactly. This might sound very random to most people, but to some people listening, you know exactly what to do. Oh my. I feel like my yes, podcast you. has become a vehicle for... Well, well, for everyone who listens, I've now tricks. gained a new little point on my web. So, oh yes, this is a net positive overall. Okay. For me. For you. And hopefully for all of us. Um, speaking of net positives, mm. oh, I'm trying to make this a positive segue. Anansi, thank you so much for your time. And please stick oh, around you. if you can, because here comes my roommate Sybil. Sybil. Hi, now, Penny. How's it going? It's going great. Hey, do you have any allergies? No reason. Uh, 
Not that I know of. I'm pretty sure the gods would have told me if I had an allergy. Of course mm. they would. Noted, noted. So, Sybil, this is Anansi, trickster, god, spider. Hi, Anansi. Pleasure to meet you. How are you, Sybil? Sure about those allergies? Pretty sure. Uh, I am I am good. I was actually kind of wondering when I heard that you were going to be a guest on this show. Uh, I get visions from the gods, and I'm usually kind of vague about what gods I get visions from. Because I don't always know. So I was kind of curious. Have you ever given me a vision? Well, that depends. Have you ever woken up covered in spiders, screaming about a future none of us have ever heard of? Oh, God. It's been a while. Gods, gods, gods. Then yes, you might have gotten a vision from me. Okay, well, that's really good to know. So I don't know if Penny told you, but I do the horoscope, everyone's favorite part of this podcast. And I, because I am an oracle... The way that this works, uh, listeners who have been listening for a while already know this, but the way that this works is I use some kind of substance that uh, alters my mind and opens me up to visions from the gods. So I call it the horoscope and I go by zodiac sign, but I actually don't use the stars or astrology to make my predictions. These are just visions and I'm using the zodiac signs to group the listeners so that all of the Geminis, I get all of their visions kind of melded into one. And it'll be true in different ways ah. for different Gemini uh, and so on through all of the mm. signs. So a lot of people keep telling me, Sybil, you're doing astrology wrong. I'm not because I'm not doing astrology. So <laughs> I'm just saying. It seems like you're going to upset a lot of people with this. I love it. <laughs> I don't, I mean, they shouldn't be upset, so they're wrong. Okay, she gets high and makes shit up, basically. And if anyone has a problem with that, maybe you should listen to another podcast. Oh, goodness, I got defensive of Sybil. What is happening to me? What is happening? What is happening? I will say, I love a good oracle. They make for the best MacGuffins. (laughs) Sorry, Sybil, that was a compliment. Yes, I'm sure. Oh, well, thank you. So, Sybil, what are you going to inhale today? I am so glad you asked. This is kind of a special find that I was really excited about. So you know how back in the old days, plague doctors wore these big masks and they would put like herbs in the mask so that they could breathe more easily and protect them from... Yes. Oh, dear. The miasma. Protect them from miasma. Exactly. So I managed (laughs) to find an actual antique plague doctor mask with some of the anti-miasma herbs. You know, kind of, kind of fermented or something herbs. in there. So My I God. lit it on fire and I huffed it. So this is going to be really interesting. You, how have you been conscious this entire conversation? Oh, I, I think, I don't know. I have wondered this because I do ingest things that really probably shouldn't be in a human-ish body. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that the gods protect Ish. me is what I have concluded from this. Hmm. Mm. Ah, yes. I think she's secretly Ozzy be. Osbourne and can just ingest anything and still survive or keith richards from the rolling stones some people just maybe they were also oracles being protected by the gods you don't know oh that makes so much sense yes remind me to tell you the story of the time ozzy osbourne and i rode on top of a van on the highway while biting the heads off of bats i gave him that idea you know okay (laughs) well let's look forward instead of back sorry bats um sybil what do you got Sorry, for us? Bats. Well, uh, 
I have a question for you, Anansi. Do you have a sun sign that you associate yourself with? Hmm. You know, I've been fancying myself a Sagittarius this year. All right, then in your honor, I will start with Sagittarius. I feel so special. All right, and the fumes are really kicking in now. I see... I smell them. ...a motorcycle on fire in a library. Huh. So, Sagittarius, Mm. uh, you know I always try to at least suggest some interpretations of this because it's going to be literal for some of you. Be careful on motorcycles. It's going to be metaphorical for most of you, probably. Uh, But I think that being in the library is probably something about knowledge. So perhaps uh, motorcycles are really fast. So maybe it's the universe telling you to slow down and let the knowledge come to you or bad things can happen. Now that is very interesting. I volunteer in a local library, and I've been feeling like the work has just been coming very hard and fast recently. Maybe I should volunteer in a different part of the library. That might be a good idea. Well, okay. I'll also make sure not to bring my perpetually burning magic motorcycle into the library. Please don't set books on fire. Things are bad enough as they are. Yeah, that could be bad for the books. Ah, I could rewrite every book, but yes, sure. Why not? All right, so I'm going to do the rest of the signs now. Uh, so next up is Capricorn. Okay, we're already seeing a theme here. I think I, you know, I'm inhaling fumes of something burning. So this is a car on fire. Uh, it, oh, it's another oh. fire one. Oh no, <laughs> it's just a level it, up, isn't it? It seems it? to be on water, uh, like it's floating on water and on fire. So maybe uh, someone drove off a bridge and the car caught fire. Or maybe this is another metaphor, something about opposites clashing and the person in the middle being uh, suffering because of it. So Capricorn, I really think you should be really careful around cars and water, but also just be on guard that something may be coming that is a sharp contrast that is going to hurt you. Yeah, Capricorn, I wouldn't take any Ubers if I were you. no. All right, next up is Aquarius. Aquarius, I, oh, this one, I'm getting smells along with the the more kind of visual-like visions that I get. I am smelling baking You can cookies. still smell? Chocolate chip, I think. Oh, my God. And oh. I, I think you're in a bath. So this seems like a very nice kind of self-care day, maybe, mm. or a vacation or a day off for you, Aquarius. It seems very nice. Not too bad. Good for you, Aquarius. Not bad. Cookies in the bath. That sounds like a nice afternoon. Pisces. Wet cookies. Oh, wet cookies. No, unless they're Oreos, don't have milk. No, thank you. Yeah, bath water is not (laughs) going to go very well with any kind of cookie, I suspect. No. There's a joke somewhere in here. Pisces. I see a rainbow-colored dragon floating on its back. Uh, It looks really stoned. I can relate. Is... is is, are you looking in a mirror? Aries. Aries, I see a puppy in a maze. So uh, something very cute and friendly and familial, maybe. Some, you know, a fur baby or a best friend uh, is going to be a little bit lost in your life soon, Aries. You may want to keep an eye out for them Aww. and help them out. Oh, lost puppies. Oh. Yeah. If anyone, If anyone loses a puppy, reach out to me. I mess with a lot of things, but I do not 
play around when it comes to lost puppies. You don't Call Anansi. I'll return your dog. Don't mess with puppies. Goodness That's gracious. a really good resource, listeners. All right. Next up is Taurus. <laughs> Taurus, I see a bearded person walking through the fog, and there are pies floating around all around them. The pies look really good. So things may be confusing. You'll, be, you'll feel lost in a fog, but you know what? Something really delicious uh, is going to come out of it. Hmm. Brain fog and pies, maybe. Hmm. Mm, that's the only way I can get through brain fog, is eat pies. Maybe I just found the cure to brain fog. I don't know. Is it pies? It's got to be pies. It's the only thing. I hope it's pies. There's nothing pies don't solve. Is this show about pies? It, it, it might be now. Yeah, pies and cookies. <laughs> I'm older than pies and I can't remember a time before pies. Maybe pies are the beginning and the end of all things. The Big Bang or the Big Ooh. Bake? The Big Bake. I like this new theory. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Donuts! Mm. Oh, you triggered Duncan, my snake. Oh, goodness gracious. Do- <laughs> we're a donut family up on my head. But you know what, Duncan? Pies are great, too. That is adorable. Does Duncan ever slither through the hole of a donut and just hold it? Duncan has done untoward things to the donuts I provide my snakes for being good and quiet while recording. Um, I, uh, I will not speak of them here because, you know, despite the fact that I drop the occasional profanity, I do want to try to keep this open to as many listeners as possible. And I don't kink shame, but even I draw a line at donut porn. Anyway, sorry, Sybil. Please continue. Oh, no problem. Next up is Gemini. Gemini, I see a very tall building under construction and there are giant bananas at the top of the scaffolding. Uh, I suspect that this is a precursor to a banana peel, which sounds very dangerous at the top <coughs> of scaffolding. So just be on the lookout for precursors to dangerous things, if that makes any sense, Gemini. Or maybe it's banana cream pie. Uh, Entirely possible. So should this person just look out for red flags then? Just very obvious. Yes, I think so. Foreshadowing in red Gemini, flags? Gemini, yeah, watch out for red hmm. flags right now. If you're a writer, perhaps don't put in that foreshadowing you were considering. Maybe it was too obvious. Yeah, mm. that's that's probably a very accurate interpretation for a number of Gemini out there. Next up hmm. is Cancer. Cancer, I am seeing another motorcycle. Uh, so I'm going to go with my interpretation from last time that the motorcycle involves speed. So this time mm. the motorcycle is traveling very fast down a path that it kind of looks like a Dr. Seuss landscape. It's very bright colored and very cute and fun. So I think this is telling you, Cancer, that you need to slow down and enjoy your life and see the beauty in your surroundings. You are just moving too fast and not paying enough attention. Hmm. Next. That sounds pretty good. Slow down, eat more pie. Exactly. Pie solves everything. We have just proven this. <laughs> Leo. Leo, I see, I, I think, honestly, maybe it's just all the pie talk. This looks like someone dropped a pie on the ground and it's just spilled everywhere and there's filling on the ground, so no one can really eat Can you tell what type of pie it is? Uh, The filling does seem to be purple. Uh, Oh, raspberry maybe. Yeah, maybe raspberry. Or marionberry. 
Oh, this hurts my heart. Yeah. What did you do, Leo? Leo. 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 We don't waste pies. God damn it. Virgo. Virgo, I oh this this is vision is kind of weird, uh, making me a little uncomfortable. Uh, I just see this close up of a mouth, and it seems to be eating hair. So that's weird. Uh, uh, maybe don't do that, Virgo. Virgo, if you have found that you wake up each morning with a little bit of hair in your own mouth, and that at night you are scrabbling out the window or the closest source of heat, you might be a secret mothman. That could be what this is. That that oh. makes sense. Well, we've definitely mm-hmm. Check it identified out. the uh, sun sign of Mothman, I think. I've been there trying to get Mothman on the show. I'd love to interview Mothman and the Fresno Nightcrawler. Oh, please. They both get all of the insect themed cryptids get stuck in my literal webs a lot. So I'm not really sure what's I could help you with that if you want. That would be delightful. You know what? Perhaps that will be that favor you owe me. Hmm. Are you sure? I'm just that good. I'm a professional. And I believe in my podcast. And I believe in sharing knowledge of monsters. Hmm. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. That's why I spread it around. Knowledge is pie. Anyway, Sybil, (laughs) continue. All right. Pie is power. Pie is power. (laughs) Next up is Libra. Libra, I'm getting another fire-related vision, but this is kind of a benevolent fire. So... It looks like a campfire Benevolent, that someone is roasting a hot dog over the campfire. Uh, the fire is mm. pink and green. So perhaps you will be getting some source of warmth and sustenance in a form that you didn't expect because it's not normally pink and green. Mm. Pink and green. The colors of Patrick Starr on the hit television show, SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh, it's exactly Ooh. the same shades of pink and green, too. Oh, let's not set it Patrick on fire. It seems like you fire. may be going to a starfish fire. Yeah. Oh no, that is a that is hmm. a darker version of this vision than my initial instinct. So perhaps for some Libra, it's going to be a little bit, a little bit uh, more disturbing, and childhood memories Oops. will be ruined. So sorry, maybe Patrick. the person, maybe a person with the personality of Patrick Star is going to be very warm and comforting, oh, maybe. but not who they would have initially thought. That's entirely That's possible. Yeah. All right. Mm. Anansi knows her stories. Yes, Mm -hmm. she does. All right. We have one more sign left. We've got Scorpio. And Scorpio, I am seeing a dark room lit only by candlelight. And on a table is a bunch of cut up newspaper. Oh, Scorpio, are you piecing together a ransom note? Because that's kind of what it looks like. Or maybe this is a warning that someone's going to be writing a ransom note about you. So... Just oh my. be on the lookout for really old school kidnappers, uh, or if you are going to do this yourself. Um, this this looks like you're leaving a lot of evidence on the note, uh, so maybe be better at that, oh. Scorpio. Yeah, Scorpio, be better at malevolence. Exactly. Yeah, get it together, Scorpio. Whatever you're going to do, do it well. Do it right. Right? Even also, if you're evil, be be good at it. Just a practical consideration, in a world with clairvoyance, empathic tracking, magic, monsters, myths, and gods, are you sure you want to do what you're about to do right now? Just mm-hmm. think about it, Scorpio. Think about it, Scorpio. In Maybe eat some pie. Scorpio, Chill. I don't think any of our kind would help the cops. Yeah. Hmm. True mm-hmm. facts. 
Yeah, not a fan. All right. Well, that is everyone for the horoscope. So uh, thank you, listeners. Ooh. Thank you, Anansi. Uh, I, maybe one of those visions was from you. I, I appreciate it, if so. Uh, so thank you so much for having me. Oh, so good to meet you, Sybil. And by the way, um, if you find a box of googly eyes outside of your door, it was me. It was me. I didn't realize that you were so cool, and I just went ahead with um, an action, but no more. Oh, well, you know what? I will treasure them anyway. Excellent. Um, just if you could put them on your bandages, that would be really funny to me. I would just really appreciate you wearing multiple of those googly eyes. I'd consider it worth a favor. Okay, well, our sure. apartment is going to be covered with googly eyes now. Oh, that's, yeah. that's, that's, I want to put googly <laughs> eyes on my snakes now. No. Yes, that's what I was. That was my next request. No, Penny, ah, no. I love it. I, I would never do that. Everywhere. Googly eyes everywhere. It has never gone wrong for me entering a bargain with a god. So, you know what? I'm in. No questions asked. Oh, wow. Oh, that no. That was easy. All right. I'm establishing the thread now. Oh. It was very nice to meet you, Sybil. You too. And you too, Penny. Do I need another roommate? Oh, no. I might need another roommate. It's so hard to find roommates these days. These ones that don't get turned to stone. Anyway, thank you, Sybil, as always. And, of course, thank you so much, Anansi. I know you're so busy weaving the webs of all those wonderful stories and the webs that connect us all. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on The Gorgon Show. Of course. I was so, so happy to come. And it was a pleasure to meet you, Penny. And Sybil. And Sybil. Okay, listeners, thank you so much, and um, enjoy some pie, and don't set books on fire. Bye. Goodbye. The Gorgon Show, with me, Penny Cephalonia, as a proud member of the Faustian Nonsense Network. You can find us on Twitter at, at Gorgon Show, or email us with questions and comments at gorgonshow at faustiannonsense.com. All music in The Gorgon Show is by TJ, the empathic vampire. You can find more of his work linked in the show notes. Sound editing is now done by Sir Kai, formerly of the Round Table. Thank you for listening to The Gorgon Show. We at Faustian Nonsense would like to thank our patrons. If you'd like to become a patron, you can sign up at patreon.com slash faustiannonsense and hear me thanking you after our original episodes. Thank you to our patrons who are meeting us at the crossroads. Jules T., Parker, Alec LB, Anthony Ampersand, Jonathan E., David O, Joseph Z, Mark S, J A C, Greg C, K S, and our newest patrons at this tier, Yoshiko A, and Shadow Reaper. And especially thank you to our patrons at the Pod's Best Friend tier Emily C, Eben RT, Guy Z, Probs Not Hawkeye, Jolene, and Trevor S. Thank you so much. Without you, this would not be possible.